Okay, hi, Kagatai. And by the way, is Kagatai, uh, is this the right pronunciation uh, or not? Uh, it's not, it's Chatai. Chatai, yeah, okay, yes. hi, Chatai, sorry. Yeah, thank you, no um, problem, I'm used to it. So, all my clients know you as Kagatai right now, which is completely wrong, but I hope <laughs> they will still be able to ping you. Yeah. So, um, we always met at Java One at the uh, day before Java One at the NetBeans Day. Yeah. So there was like James Gosling and all the others and yeah. we, and we had always a brief chat about Java. So I wanted to know actually how you started with Java. When was it? Which version was it? What's your What was your road to Java SE? Uh, yeah, I think like usual uh, from my generation, uh, like I started in school at, at the university back in like almost 20 years ago and I started it was CS 101 so I started programming by learning Java uh, so it was just a, nothing enterprise just a language and so it, it has been close to 20 years uh, mm -hmm. since I'm doing Java development um, yeah it, so I would say back back in school and which which version of Java was it? You know it? Well, I don't remember. Uh, probably one two. one two, something like one two. Okay, Maybe. cool. Yeah. And you like that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, when trying to learn programming the yeah, Java, because at the later stages of the university, we started with C plus plus and C and things like that, which. Which is like you know the syntax is different. There's the pointers. The, the you need to handle the memory yourself and things like that. But to begin with Java, it it was it was I think it's the best choice uh, at the at back in time. So so I'm I'm glad I started with Java so that it was not very scary. You know, uh, it was just once. And it, but it took me a while to understand the whole object thing. Uh, the, yeah. yeah the, I mean I had some problems. Back at the, but yeah, once you get the idea, then it, it's just smooth. Um, the same on my side. So I, I it took me a long time to understand actually interfaces. So hmm. I, 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 I had no idea why they are there because in C we had headers. Yeah. And with the includes, and it was a little bit more strict. And I was like, what the hell are interfaces? Okay. What happens after university? Yeah. Uh, yeah. About that, the most complex thing for me with Java was return statement. I, I did not understand what, where does it return to? So it took me a while, a couple of days. <laughs> so the return, that was the most complex part. And then, yeah, uh, I, I just graduated and I, I took a job at, uh, at, in my city. I live in Turkey, by the way. Um, so it was a, you know, it's government project where I had faced with Java, uh, Enterprise, Spring, back in the day, Hibernate uh, for, you know, the database stuff. And JSF, JSF 1.0 back, back then. So with JSPs. So in, it was 2005. So I started Enterprise. Was it, was it without any uh, JSF providers or straight JSF? So no ice faces, mm, no rich faces? Well, at that time, there was no component library except uh, IBM's. We were using IBM's component library with their tool, I guess it was called RAT something, where you can do drag and drops, uh, things like that. So that was a time uh, where there were no prime faces, ice faces, rich faces, just, I think Oracle had some components, I'm not sure. 
but they but were... Sun had Woodstock. You remember Woodstock? Ah, uh, yeah, that was the NetBeans. Uh, yeah, it was built in, right? Yeah, yeah. But we were not using it. We were using uh, IBM's, but uh, there were also MyFaces stuff like Tomahawk and things like that. And exactly. Yeah, since I got involved with GSF, so uh, I was not really happy with the you know IBM components. And at the project, we were writing a lot of components for ourselves. So then I got, I was really interested in Apache MyFaces. They had a lot of components, and I started, you know, sending, uh, you know, uh, we were not calling them pull requests back then, but something like mm -hmm. uh, patches. Yeah, patches. We were sending patches. Uh, yeah, I got involved with MyFaces, and I was uh, coming up with my own components like charts for GSF, some things for GSF. Uh, then I got into my faces. They invited me to as a computer, and it, it all began back in the day. When was it? Uh, was it two, 2016? Yeah, they invited me to my faces, and it was really a huge thing for me. I, I mean, I was really excited, you know, as a new graduate. Uh, so that's the first thing I put on my CV, like Apache Commuter, and mm -hmm. I got a lot of Apache gear for my for my room my home but like you know up, yeah um so yeah then uh along with apache my faces i was working with some my own uh, side projects as well all jason i was just doing jason back in 2006 and 2007 mm -hmm. and um What was your side project? Uh, yeah, like a couple of chart projects. I had created this JSF chart creator project, and it was really popular because JSF did not have a lot of chart components. Uh, I created a couple of more, which I cannot really remember right now. Uh, also, I was working with Tomahawk mostly, and Oracle, at, uh, back in the day, they have donated their... Uh, I don't remember the library, but at Apache, we have renamed it to Trinidad. Uh, This was ADF, right? ADF, the AD open source version of ADF, I guess. There were many yes. nice components. And I, I, we have ported as, as Trinidad. It became Apache Trinidad. Actually, I was a bit confused because I put my face is Tobago as well. Uh, uh -huh. There's Tomahawk. I think... It was a problem with my faces. We had three different component sets instead of one, which is like you have three different tables, a lot of trees and things like. Instead of managing and improving one, we had to deal with a couple of different suites. So uh, then I started working with Trinidad. I uh, wrote a book of the Apache My Faces books. The one section was my responsibility. It was a joint work i did the turn the turn that part of the book uh, so i got into the turn that as well but then i decided to come up with my own library because uh, i think that there were a lot of potential in gsf uh, i was really excited with what jboss was doing with ajax for gsf ajax was coming and i we were just doing full page post packs uh, like but now ajax was becoming a thing so there are a lot of exciting stuff going on. So I decided to come up with my own uh, library. It was called uh, YUI. You know that Yahoo has a UI library for JavaScript, Yahoo UI. 
Um, yes. I took it, I, I wrapped them as JSF components. I call it uh, UE4JSF, uh, but it was not really picked up by the community. Um, I didn't have much you know, time to work on it. Uh, so I just canceled it after working a couple of uh, months. Then I started to rewrite it and renamed it to Prime Faces in 2008. I was in London. I, I moved to London for, for work, uh, but I had some troubles with the work permit. So I, I had a lot of time at, uh, at home. So in, I was really bored, so I started Prime Faces. I think it was a good decision. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I put my old experience in it, but uh, it really evolved. I mean, in 2008, I have removed Yahoo UI, and it was the time of jQuery. I was in a conference in the United States. I had this talk called a Deep Dive into jQuery. And I said, okay, what is jQuery? It's like, a, you know, a querying service, querying for databases or something. And I was really interested because it was related to the DOM and the web. So, and I was really fascinated because it was too easy to deal with DOM. And I realized that once I, I was always using third-party components for basic stuff like inputs, autocompletes, tab views. But then with jQuery, it was really easy to come up with uh, my own components. So that really changed the game because uh, there was no limits. When you use a third party, you had, you had a lot of limitations uh, because it's, the code is not written by you. But with, with jQuery, I was able to write my own stuff. So I can just uh, create a lot of different features and things like that. So that was a game changer with using jQuery in 2009 with Prime Faces. Yeah, it, uh, it actually caught like wildfire. So I remember that uh, everyone asked me about Prime Faces. What is it? And uh, yeah, it was like, you know, it was the right time, I think, to start uh, your own um, um, component. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, there was a really, there was an open window for, for a year because no one had JSF2 compatible library. Uh, when the JSF2 came out, there was, there, it had some backward compatibility issues. Right with um, with the facelets and things. Mm -hmm. um, so ice faces and rich faces were dominating the you know, Java ecosystem for JSF, but they had some problems with updating their library to JSF 2.0. And even when they did, they were the, their 2.0 versions were missing a lot of features. But Prime Faces, when it started, it was developed against JSF 2.0. So that was a huge advantage. And when the JSF 2 came out for one year, Prime Faces was the only library that works well with it. So it was a bit luck because it's not easy because, and you know, Rich Faces was really popular, Ice Faces was. But all of a sudden, Prime Faces was the only one who provides components to JSF 2.0. And, and people were really interested in JSF 2. Uh, in 2010, I mean, it was it it had facelets built in, built in Ajax and things like that. So it was a great time. Are you still building your own components, or you are relying on third-party JavaScript libraries? Uh, well, depends. For most, for very complex components, like we have this component called Schedule. It uses a third-party library, Full Calendar. Uh, 
uh, it's a standalone project itself. So it's like like the Google Calendar when you you have month views, weekday views. So it's a giant library. But for that, instead of using our own, we have decided to wrap it for charts. We do we use a third-party library. For, but for most of the stuff, many form components like tables, trees, form com, all of them are implemented by uh, ourselves using you know regular APIs. Uh, the, the, the most important components should be native. By native, I mean not using any dependencies. This is also my opinion. This is why I'm asking. So I'm I don't like any dependencies. So this I was really curious how you approach that. Yeah, I mean, um, in prime phase, actually, you don't know if it depends on anything, right? Because you get the jar yeah. file, but in in the in the era of the you know the, with other projects, prime ng or prime react. People had to add those dependencies to their package JSON, so they see what they depend on. But with prime faces, you don't care actually, although you should care because of the page size and things. But uh, you, your dependencies get exposed in, in with Angular and React. But with prime faces, you can just encapsulate them. But of course, what we do it from prime faces, we we come up with our own in late in next version. Uh, and a nice example, the calendar components. Since uh, the first version, we are using the jQuery UI date picker, but with Angular and React versions of Prime, we have Prime AG, Prime React, we are using our own calendar. In our own calendar, we were able to extend it to add multiple date selection, range selection, and things like that. But with Prime faces, we cannot do it because that uh, third-party library does not support multiple or range selection. So we are going to rewrite it by ourselves in in next prime phase version to include. As I mentioned, it's a nice example because once you use third-party libraries, they just limit you. Yeah, and what I also like uh, from the user perspective in prime faces is, as you said, it's a single jar. So it really, you know, fits the my opinion of Java e convention of a configuration. So you just add the library and you are ready to go. Yeah. And by the way, feedback from startups. So what I do, I coach a lot of startups, mm -hmm. and uh, startups really like uh, prime faces. Mm -hmm. And why? Because they just copy and paste the code, at, and they are ready to go. You know, they don't have the issues in enterprise companies about CI and pixel perfect or whatever. They just do whatever they 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 have to do and, and ship it. So they are extremely productive. And a constant question of what is it? So yeah, we call it Java server faces. <laughs> it runs on Java Java e server. Okay, okay, and and. This is just great. Like, yeah, you say great. Other people say JSF is heavyweight, but you are pragmatic. The others are not. So yeah. uh, this is really funny to observe how startups react to JSF and how large companies observe to, to, to JSF. And in my opinion, projects where the users are able to see the, uh, the, the demo or component, component library up front, there are no issues. But in companies, you know, where one architect uh, decides for the whole company, we should go with that, this is a big mess because mm. then the users expect something which our library cannot deliver and this is the beginning of the end. And this is, I think, why JSF back had some backlash because developers tried to fork then, you know, prime faces or whatever faces to implement the lacking functionality which the user expected because they never saw the component library oh, actually. yeah, yeah. Yeah. So this is this is the issue with JSF, but really, really funny. All my startups, uh, uh, you can also read the uh, interviews on my blog, are using actually JSF, 
and uh, the enterprise companies go, you know, the JavaScript route, which is which is interesting. Wow. Yeah, I think maybe depends on the company, maybe depends on the culture. Because I mean, yeah. I see a lot of enterprises who use prime faces still, um, but some of them are also using the Angulars or things like that as well. Um, maybe dep depends on the application as well. Um, I have been, you know, sometimes at conferences I talk to people and they say, uh, we are using prime faces, we don't need anything else, it just does the job for us and we can just deliver it in, you know, in a short amount of time. And yeah, yeah I mean, depends on the application. Uh, I mean, I, I, I don't know, JSF is an interesting technology. It is quite old, I mean, like more than 10 years old, maybe 15 years old, but it still does the job for many different projects. No, absolutely. So <clears throat> where when the enterprises are pragmatic, it does a great job. But, uh, you know, if they are dogmatic, this is where the problem starts. Mm -hmm. So yeah. um, And uh, there are lots of successful Prime Faces projects out there. So I'm interested in one thing. You, you, you said you uh, worked with Spring and Hibernate. But at the conferences, we usually uh, talk a lot about Java E. Um, and for me, um, Java E with Prime Faces is actually a great fit, very productive. What's your opinion of Java E, Java 8 and stuff like that? Yeah, um, I mean, as a as a front, I see myself lately as a front end developer. So I I don't do a lot of backend these days for the couple couple of years. Uh, the only Spring project I did was in two thousand five, so it's more than oh, okay. thirteen years old. I I have I've done some consulting, but they were mostly Java E instead of Spring. Mm -hmm. So um, I was really happy with the changes in Java E eight. Um, I'm not sure about, uh, I mean, I'm just monitoring what's happening with the Jakarta E and the mm -hmm. future of JSF and the future of libraries. I think, I, I mean, the, the move to Eclipse Foundation was, I think it's the right move because mm -hmm. you remember the time where the future of Java E was, you know, in question. I mean, there were the Java guardians and the people who, and the community was not really happy with the with how Oracle was uh, handling Java E8. There was, I think it was a huge delay, like two years or so uh, before it came out. Um, so in technically, uh, I would like to see more frequent releases, more frequent updates instead of waiting for two years and three years because you know, technology just changes too fast. Uh, I would like to, in the future, Jakarta E, I would like to see more you know, frequent releases and um, so, um, and you know, catching up with the time of the you know, you know serverless architecture, microservices. I like. I'm really excited about how Jakarta will adapt to the new you know new changes in the, in the current trends. Yeah, I'm also uh, really curious what happens because right now there's a uh, lots of discussion. But what's really impressed me is the speed how MicroProfile evolves. They released four releases in 2017, which is incredible, actually. Yeah. And this is a subset, of course, of there's not an official release, but in, you know, uh, uh, it is really, I'm already, actually already using this in production because it, it comes with some added value. Um, back to, uh, to, the, uh, to, to the front end. Are you actually a designer? So most of the themes are, are created by you or, or uh, you are more an architect? Uh, a bit of both, actually. Uh, so I did, did the technical stuff. Uh, I worked mm -hmm. with uh, my friend Onur, 
century. He's our lead designer. Uh, he designs uh, all the you know templates and themes, and sometimes I do changes as well. Some sometimes significant changes uh, and things. So I mean, I've been working with, on the front end for more than 15 years now since mm-hmm. 2000. So I I think my designer skills have developed. I don't use a tool like Sketch or Photoshop, but I just change things from from the code. So a bit a bit of both, but I see myself, of course, as the you know the, the developer side. We have a professional and, designer. Okay. So on, what about, for instance, let's say typography or fonts? So you are using a scientific approach, or just you have a feeling? Okay, this could look great or or are you following some you know <clears throat> theories yeah i mean the i'm not actually following but owner our designer is so whenever i ask whenever we do design discussions okay why this button has this focus state because you know you know it's not something i used to because we had some teams where we handled the focus state differently we just added some extra tick borders with with mm-hmm. some outlines but uh, he said to me that there's some scientific experiments or let's say researchers saying that the users uh, cannot understand the focus state easily when using traditional focus with um, you know shadows and things like that so the current trend the current uh, suggestions to make this approach so we usually uh, make changes depends on the scientific part but sometimes scientific decisions don't look good so uh, at that time we had had to tweak it sometimes but yeah a bit of both so we have to we are trying to make it the from the user's point of view look good and experience should be good as well so trying to find the best of both worlds and what about colors so do you using color palettes or just you know uh, you have an idea and say this should look like this so i'm really curious about the creative process yeah i mean uh the color palette is something quite hard to find you you need to find the best color so that's where we 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 use a couple of tools like a couple of websites we choose a color we uh those websites provide you the you know the shades of color from dark darkest you know and light lightest so we had once we provide some color we get the whole stack so when and we use that palette and uh, we also usually choose a secondary color, accent color, the color palette that goes with it. So we use a couple of tools uh, they which provide some scientific uh, results so that the colors look you know unified and combined. So it's it's the, it's, the colors is the most complex part uh, when designing themes. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, I, I took a look. Um, so they're actually also the names are great. So do you have a theme called Serenity? Yeah. The other one with the spaceship, what is called? Um, Ultima. I, I think so. There was like you know, uh, uh, or um, it's like a spaceship. Uh, it looks like a, ah, a manat, uh, organic. Uh, ah, okay. Yeah, like a planet or something like this. And uh, the names are great, and they've. I mean, the whole concept is really appealing to me, at least, properly to developers as well. Because uh, this is like uh, they have California theme and stuff like this, with like uh, with nice, you know, photo, which uh, with the picture emphasizes okay what the theme is about, and then you get the color. So uh, good work here. Yeah. And the um, the names 
were your idea or how, how you came up with a new theme, let's say. Uh, so uh, yeah. this is like you're on vacation, say, okay, <laughs> we should do this because, you know, uh, I had the idea or what's, how it happens. Well, it's strange because name picking usually takes a couple of days. Then we are owner designs the logo, which takes a couple of days. Then we start with the team because it's the concept. The, the name gives the idea of how the uh, team should look like. And the logo. For example, um, usually we were we like the Greek mythology, so we were using Greek god names. Uh, lately, we were using city names. Uh, for example, Ecuador. Equ Prime Faces is really yes. popular in Ecuador. Many government project agencies use Prime Faces, so it was like a, you know uh, something that we would like to give them back to, to the, the users in Ecuador. So we named it Ecuador. Uh, we went to a conference in New York, so we named it Manhattan. Uh, so it, Man yeah, exactly. Yeah, Manhattan, Manhattan is nice. Yeah. and harmony. Harmony, what I meant uh, is the harmony. Uh, ah, yeah. yeah, the harmony and is all about colors. It has like sixty themes, so it says that okay, you can choose sixty themes, and they all look and good, and they look and feel is in harmony. And uh, I was in Barcelona, and it was really it was in summertime. There were a lot of, you know, sea, beach, and the mountains. So that theme is very colorful, you know, the material colors mm -hmm. and very, you know, live colors. So um, so it depends on, you know, it's, it's, it depends on what are you doing at that time. And it has to, you know, look cool. For example, mm -hmm. Ultima was, it means the last in Spanish. So mm -hmm. it was supposed to be the last material theme which has all everything in it, but then we did another material thing called Serenity. So, uh -huh. uh, yeah, and let's say uh, Morpheus was, you know, the, I think it was Dream God in, in Greek mythology. So it's, it's, the colors are really smooth and gray. Mm -hmm. um, what else we have? Uh, have uh, just for the listeners, so I just, yeah. uh, you have uh, Manhattan, Manhattan, Ecuador, Harmony, California, really nice picture. Apollo, which is was remastered. So um, then you have Serenity, Avalon, yeah. Paradise, Barcelona, Morpheus, Verona, yeah. Atlantis, Poseidon, Ultima, Omega, and Icarus. Mm -hmm. And this is not all. But, uh, you know, the whole mix with the logo, picture, and the, the colors, this is really appealing. So this is uh, what, I, what I really liked, I think. Yeah. And uh, I was just curious how you came up with the names. And I yeah. also appreciate that that you say okay i was in barcelona you know <laughs> and i saw saw the colors and then got the idea for the theme yeah which uh yeah, yeah. um which makes more honest ap approach yeah i mean you you need inspiration right when you, you know, when, yes and the, the thing i like about most about the themes is that as a java developers what i see is that uh you know with the java you have to do the front end when you are using jsf and you have to go to the back end to do all the stuff but i mean The Java projects that I have been to, the UI never looked good. So the main yep. <laughs> problem is that either they don't have the designer or they don't want to pay to an agency. A lot of, you know, they don't have the budget for an agency to come up with their own. And the main problem is that even when they work with an agency, the agency came up with their own stuff, but they no one can properly write the Prime Faces theme because, you, you know, Prime Faces has its own CSS and a lot of things. But with the teams, now we provide an easy SaaS-based, uh, you know, where, where you can just change variables and you can come up with your own team. You get all the menus, the dashboards, and you can just... Uh, I, I, I heard that people are 
using the demos to show them should show their clients okay what type of application do you like you like something more colorful okay we have this barcelona we can buy this one for you and use this one because they have dummy data dummy images and things like that people are using those showcases as prototyping approach for their clients and client chooses okay morpheus looks good and and the, the company purchases Morpheus from us and develops the project to their client. So the live demos are really helpful for quick prototyping as well. This is actually what I'm doing. So um, if uh, my clients would like to have GSF, what I go, I go always to the component <coughs> showcase from Prime Faces and tell them, look, um, whatever is here, I cannot change it. This is, uh, we have to buy it. Otherwise, I will have to fork the source code and then you are screwed because <laughs> yeah. uh, we have effectively a, a, a fork of Prime Faces. If they release new version, I cannot just keep it up. So just forget it. So just pick the components, whatever you like. They are not changeable. Pick the themes. And there is something to enhance. I will actually hire... Uh, the Prime Faces guys in order to extend it. And actually it happened several times. Um, a bank in Munich, we worked together. I don't know whether you are aware. So you uh, edit uh, additional classes, exposes classes to a table and ad another company in Munich. So there was a, a lot of collaboration, which was very good. And I think even a lot cheaper than, you know, hiring a, a yeah. company which does not nothing about yeah, Prime Faces yeah, to yeah, try, yeah. try to do something with it. So for you, it's probably, you know, exposing a class or an ID is nothing. And for the others, until they fork and whatever it takes, you know, a few days. Yeah, yeah exactly. My opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one question about standards. So what I see in my projects is I get lots of contracts and requests the last two years moving away from JavaScript frameworks because my clients are sick of migrating from Angular 1 to 4, 5, 6, and uh, whatever. And um, what's actually really appealing are web components. So I did already several projects with web components, and uh, I really liked how it worked. It was the my Javaistic, I would say, approach. No dependencies, just what browser provides. Now we have uh, Polymer 3, like a syntactic sugar around. And what I also found, Prime Faces elements, Prime elements. Yeah. The question to you, any plans, you know, to push towards web components? Because right now you have uh, Prime uh, Prime Faces for Angular and Prime Faces for React. Yeah. But actually, you only need Prime Faces elements, right? Yeah. Um, so when we started Angular, there, the web components stack was not really solid. So it was mm -hmm. in a draft stage. It requires, it had some problems with the browsers. And then with React, I remember that when we were doing the React, uh, the web component support was not really good, or I'm not yeah, sure yeah. how it is now, actually. Um, I looked in the Polymer. Um, I, I had, so the, the, the projects you've done, they were using Polymer 3 or? In this project, what I did, we just used a web, even nothing. So okay. we just used, you know, the uh, uh, custom elements uh, from the spec and nothing else. Okay. And I said to my clients, if this is not enough, just uh, take a look at Polymer 3, which comes with ES6 imports and is really appealing. But we actually did just use web standards. And now I think we are on the verge where we can just fully rely just on standard CSS. For instance, you mentioned SaaS, but there are CSS properties. Yeah. So we can just you know use the CSS properties instead of SaaS. Yeah. And you use custom elements. And then uh, there are even Angular elements. So they also try to ship elements. And React is also mostly web component or custom element um, uh, compatible. Yeah. So uh, uh, 
and I get lots of requests from my clients. Okay, what happens if, for instance, we need a complex uh, table or grid or, or or calendar? So then I think I could say uh, to take a look and on Prime Elements, for instance, because this is a web component, we mm -hmm. can just use it in period. You know. Yeah. Right now uh, we have to commit to React or Angular, which usually my clients or my current project don't even have it. Mm -hmm. So I have some. Uh, startups using React, and we move away from Angular because uh, migration. Um, all my projects. This is like you know. I don't know whether you saw Angular. It's just like application server in a browser. I would say. Yeah, yeah, it's too complex. <laughs> Very complex. Yeah, this is crazy. I, this is like there's nothing to do with web development anymore. This is more like reactive programming with RxJS and dependency injection modules. So if we, the last 20 years of Java development is in the browser right now. You know, yeah. from OSGI to <laughs> dependency injection yeah. to everything like going completely wide yeah angle is crazy i mean uh i'm just trying to come up with writing ui components right or angular is it's really complex because there's a lot of features and I, I i just have a hard time keeping up with the all this because sometimes i write a component and they say it doesn't work when you use it in a reactive form or it doesn't work when the change detection is set to push or it doesn't work when you have a custom blah, blah. I mean, it's just, it had too many things going on, so it's hard to catch up. But, I mean, we managed somehow. With the React, it's easier, but they also keep breaking things. Our yeah. whole suite, like, broke in, in latest version, 16.4. So I'm just, since this week, I'm just uh, updating all the components. Uh, so, and whenever I do... After I, I had to do my fifth data table because I did one for Prime Faces, one, two for Angular, one for React, one for jQuery UI. I had done five data tables and I'm just saying, okay, I should have done uh, maybe in the future. I'm not going to write any more data table. I will just write it once again. It will be a web component and then I'm done. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And now I think it's time to go. What you will effectively have to do, you've write a just, uh, you know, class uh, P data table extends HTML element. Yeah. And then you could expose the attributes via ES6 attributes and uh, yeah. and uh, or properties. And you are basically set. You have the access to the DOM element and uh, people can integrate that with Angular or React. And uh, uh, my project kind of directed is used without any framework, but I think this this is an important thing to do because you only have to implement it once. Yeah, um, lately I'm checking uh, stencil JS because, as far as I know, for Polymer, mm -hmm. the future of Polymer is. I, I read some GitHub discussions. They, I think, they are going to. They said Polymer has reached feature complete status, and they had to. Uh, they will do some changes, rename things. I'm, I'm not sure, but there are some things going on in Polymer. Uh, there won't be maybe Polymer 4, but they will rename it. Uh, I'm not sure. I, have to, I don't remember. But there's also this new uh, era of uh, things called component generators. So as far as I know, when you work with Polymer, you, had, you need Polymer in your, in your application. Um, yes, but uh, with Polymer, if you, for instance, let's say we have a data table, mm -hmm. then with Polymer, you say class data table extends uh, Polymer element. Okay. This is the name. Yeah. And what they do, they call, you know, behind the scenes, the render method and stuff like that. 
And if you don't have polymer, you extend from HTML elements. Okay. So I would say the dependency on polymer is really low. Okay. And the goal of polymer is to disappear. So they don't like you know, to take over the world. They try to, you know, to, to provide syntactic sugar right now. And the really cool story in polymer is one part called lit HTML. Is this like, yeah, that's what, it looks that, like, that's what I was talking about. Yeah, yeah, lit, yeah. lit HTML. But this is fi 500 li lines of code. Mm -hmm. And if, if they you know, move away from it, you can take it over. There's a, already alternative is a hyper HTML is very similar to this. Mm -hmm. So I'm just, just ideas. And I just wondered, you know, um, what's your road to the standards? Uh, because yeah. for me on my clients is extremely important. I would say this is more and more important because no enterprise project would like, you know, to migrate from day to day to different frameworks. And the web component seems really appealing. Yeah, I mean, since a couple of months, I've, I've done some talks about web components here and mm -hmm. uh, in, in, local, in local groups. Uh, I've mentioned I'm really interested in Stencil.js. It's a project from Ionic because yes. Ionic also had the same problem like we did because they were only providing a solution for Angular. They, they had to rewrite things when the Angular changes. So they did this stencil.js uh, library. So it, it just generates web components. It does not, it, it just goes away at runtime. You don't need it. So it just generates standard compliant codes with web components. So I, I really like the syntax and how they came up with it. So I'm really, really interested in stencils. I have also done a couple of components with it as a proof of concept. So as a matter of fact, the, the, our next project will be Prime Elements, uh, actually. Uh, but we will start in a couple of months after we, we need to do some uh, improvements in Angular and React version and the faces. Uh, then we, in 2019, we will focus on Prime Elements, which will be the uh, web component suite for... I, I think it's natural path. I mean, it's just uh, for yeah. a company that only does UI components, I think we have to do, we should do. Web components. Absolutely. But what I will uh, give you an advice if possible, I would just start, you know, with uh, just Visual Studio Code on hex some a component from scratch. You will see how easy it is. Yeah. And then try Stencil because Stencil generates lots of code mm -hmm. and you are at the end of the day depending dependent on Stencil. Yeah. But if you create your components from scratch, you know, there is no external dependency. Yeah, but I, I had some problem with the native web components. Um, okay. Yeah, I mean... It, it it seemed harder to write a little bit, you know, you know the life cycles and uh, mm -hmm. also how do you generate the DOM? Because with Stencil and Polymer, you have the template. Um, mm -hmm. I'm not sure. I, I, of course, I will check. But for complex components like data table, I would like to take advantage of you know Polymer, Stencil, whatever. But sure, mm -hmm. sure, sure. Uh, I will just drive it uh, the, the native. Actually, I just need custom elements. I, I don't need to care. I don't care about HTML imports, shadow DOM, and things like that. I just need yeah. H HTML uh, HTML imports are dead actually, yeah. and uh, shadow DOM. I think, but shadow DOM is useful, right? Because you could encapsulate, you know, the CSS ties inside a component. Yeah, but shadow DOM actually kills our business somehow because you know our whole theming uh, depends on. Global styling, but if you ah yeah, what you usually would do, you would use CSS properties for for theming. Yeah, so yeah, you exp yeah, we yeah. have to remove the SAS and my for web components we cannot reuse our themes. Maybe okay, maybe convert the SAS based ones to property based ones, then it will it will just work. Yeah, yeah, but I think there should be a straight con conversion. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, I know 
it's I really like the idea of com providing components in the browser without any JS framework. So that that's really my dream. I think that's the future. That's why I was interested in JS because in 15 years ago I really like component development, but the browsers were really primitive in 15 years ago. Uh, they, and now they are so advanced, we can just write components on the browser without any library. And the nice thing about the web components, I, whenever something shiny comes out like blah blah JS, it will probably support web components. So the need that prime elements can be used standalone without any library, JS JavaScript, or with that new shiny JS framework. Yeah, exactly. And uh, if you have something, uh, what I w uh, what I w if you like, just uh, ping me, and I will hack something uh, uh, on stage or on YouTube as a proof of concept. You know how to use uh, prime faces without any JavaScript framework, not prime faces rather than prime elements. Yeah, without uh, JavaScript frameworks is really well, that, what I would yeah, like to do. That will be great once we add something. Yes, and uh, what I also noticed that the uh, PrimeNG is extremely popular, not only among Java developers, rather than web developers, which is extremely funny. Because uh, if you think about this, right, everyone said, okay, JSF is boring and let's do the web <laughs> stuff. Now you just extract it, you know, you just use the same components we yeah. always had. Yeah. You you put it to the web without the Java backend, without actually data binding. The only thing which, which is lost is the data binding and the yeah. lifecycle. And now the whole JavaScript community is excited about your components. I heard it already several times on different conferences like PrimeNG is really great. This is a, a very major uh, component library, which is extremely funny, I think. Yeah, I mean, when I heard the news that Angular will be uh, Angular 2 will be a rewrite, so I said, okay, this is like 2007, like when the JSF 2 was going to be backward incompatible. So, the, you know, the history is repeating itself. So I had another one-year window to come up with Prime because I missed the chance to come up with something for Angular 1, Angular JS. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, for day and night started working on Prime NG. Uh, I had some mistakes again, used some jQuery stuff. I was wrapping things, but then I realized I should use Angular APIs to come up with the components. And when the Angular 2 came up, Prime NG was uh, one of the few component libraries. And at right now, as the all other prime libraries, it's for mostly for enterprise stuff. All the data tables, complex tree components, drags, drops, and like we have like 80 components. Uh, the most other libraries, they, they are quite for you know, small projects. Like they have, you know, simple tables, autocomplies, and things like that. But prime is the most complete. Once you add it to your project, you don't need anything else. And it has themes and things like that. And it was really easier for us to port the components because there was no really a backend to deal with. We can just come port them easily. And so I'm just glad that our hard work paid off in, in, in Angular world. It's, it's like a couple of millions of downloads per year, so it's quite uh, popular. It is really hard to implement because Angular is a really complex uh, library to work with. Uh, but I mean, I'm, I'm really happy with how the community picked up, despite Google having their own component library, Angular Material. Yeah, 
Nee, but still, no. As a Java developer, I heard, hey, JSF is boring. We do Angular right now. And now at the end, they get, they, they get Angular with JSF components. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this, yeah. This is funny. Yeah, I mean, they, they share a lot of things like the style classes, the idea, the DOM structures is almost same. So they are yeah. actually using the JSF components, but they don't know. <laughs> Okay, cool. Uh, questions regarding support. So if uh, someone would like to buy support, will it get support for everything, for PrimeNG, for PrimeFaces, how it works? Uh, or is yeah, it... we have differentiated them. So be uh, a PrimeFaces Pro, PrimeNG Pro. Uh, for example, if you have any pro troubles in your application that the certain component is not working or you need some sort of feature, a new style class, a new feature, usually enterprises subscribe to our support service and they just demand new features, changes to the code, and mm -hmm. things like that. That's why I like about, uh, you know, so we have somehow managed to combine the power of open source with the power mm -hmm. of enterprise. So actually enterprises sponsor these features and we put them in the open source repository so that community users also benefit from that. So, But this is, a, this is also a very uh, suitable approach because... Uh, what the uh, what it happens is in the next release they will find a feature which is going to be supported by everyone. You know, yeah. If they if the enterprises would just get features for themselves, the problem is if you release a new version, they will probably release without the feature. But your approach is actually really good for the enterprises. Yeah, I mean, we never we never. I mean, I just had to reject a couple of requests because we cannot do anything exclusive. Everything we do must be included in the core. And actually, there were some real rare cases. Most of the requests can also be useful to, to community users as well. And there's also other things. The community users sometimes uh, find bugs and report them, send PRs, pull requests. Mm -hmm. And then enterprise companies benefit from the community as well. So it's like an ecosystem where everyone is uh, having, uh, everyone benefits from each other. Yeah, but if someone would uh, ask you or hire you to uh, to have a, a project-specific extension, this would also work, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if we sometimes do custom components, but it's not in yeah. prime phases. It's their own for their own library. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, and the question about Prime: w Why the name Prime? Uh, actually, my brother came up with the idea. So the Prime is, uh, you know, the Prime number. It's the it's ah, the, okay. they are the cool numbers. They cannot be, you know, you know, they're special. So, and the prime means like prime time. So it's mm -hmm. like, you know, the, the, the top, the top quality. And usually I see the word prime in a couple of places where to promote something cool or, you know, yeah, like yeah. premium. So the, the word prime yeah. is this idea of something cool and premium. So the prime time, prime, right? Yeah, prime time. And you always use, okay. The new version is out. It's prime time, so it's, 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 it just goes well with cool. it. And on the on your Twitter account, uh, there is a picture with uh, it says "Always bet on Prime." <laughs> yeah, is it actually from from your company building? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We also have it. Uh, that that one is Photoshop, but we also had similar one in in our office as well. Uh, it's saying okay. that you know always bet on Prime because. At, for JSF, Angular, and React, or other libraries, there are other choices, right? Mm -hmm. So people usually evaluate other libraries, and they have to pick one. Usually people don't like picking more than one to keep their dependencies low. So they always have to bet on one library, and that should be prime. Okay, you're absolutely right. 
So where people can find you? How to contact you? You know, any references? Uh, so, um, so our website is primetech.com.tr, uh, but it's, mm -hmm. the company is not really known. The primecases.org is mostly known, uh, the, 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 mm -hmm. the umbrella project of NG, React, and Faces. Uh, so we, they can always contact us from contact at primetech.com.tr. Uh, we also have this email at, at primecases.org as well. Uh, I'm on Twitter and at using uh, Chatai Chiviji. Uh, mm -hmm. It's usually easier to contact me from Twitter, actually. Um, yes. So, yeah. Okay. And uh, some of my clients would really like to have, you know, the custom elements earlier. They could sponsor this, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the one thing I, I, the one thing about sponsorship is uh, for core things like that, I re usually not prefer in sponsorship because it gives you okay. a pressure. So okay. what I find from my experience over the years is that um, I cannot do, I cannot perform under pressure. So, for example, when I do an exam in college, I usually had some bad results. So, but when I'm doing any projects for school, I, I didn't get any nice, you know, uh, results. But when I get my, you know, coffee in a small in a room with some light, with no pressure at all, I usually provide some <laughs> better code. So, uh, for some core stuff, for the beginning, actually, maybe. No pressure will be nice, but then, yeah, uh, it will be nice to have some backing for the compost. But it's actually coming soon. I mean, uh, Prime NG 6.0 is out, so it's close to feature complete. I mean, I literally don't have a lot of ideas to do left for Prime NG except maintaining it. And Prime Faces is quite mature as well. And, uh, um, My colleague Mert Sinjan is the lead of Prime Faces. He's handling all the stuff. Prime React is coming up nicely. Then I think in a couple of months, uh, by late summer, we will start Prime Elements uh, as well. So I'm really excited about it. So by the end of year, we will come up with the first release with uh, at least with the core components like tabs, trees, tables, and so on by the end of the year, mm -hmm. hopefully. Okay, this is really exciting. So I will watch you closely okay. because this interests awesome. me. So thank you for thank you, for, for the conversation. Thank you. And yeah, here in future. Yeah, thank you. I, I'm always a fan of your podcast. I whenever I have time from from my phone, I listen to your podcast for for the ones mostly related to the, to the web ones. So I hope to see you soon in an, in a conference. Yeah, sure. Uh, Oracle Code probably. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> Bye. Okay, thank you. Ciao.